This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. The number one pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. See our team make them need to run. That's Lord Taylor! Trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shower with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's Rule 76. Well, good morning. DiPietro and Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. Does it sound like there's glee in the voice? I wonder why that would be. 1-800-919-3776. It's a football Monday. Two games still on the docket today. Rick is not here, still coaching youth hockey. But in his stead, a man who gets to enjoy all the spoils is the great Dan Grasso. Good morning, Dan. We are spoiled, are we oh. not? Are we spoiled? I feel like Richie Rich. That's how spoiled we are this morning. <laughs> One minute into the show, you got a Richie Rich drop out there. It's fantastic yeah, I by didn't, you. I didn't realize. Now, I do, I do want to do this. Yeah. I do want to do it genuinely and honestly and, and bring you into it. Um, today is obviously Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We celebrate all that he stood for, all that he was, all that he gave up to fight that fight and amazingly almost 60 years later it feels like we're still fighting a lot of that same fight so we don't lose sight of the fact of what today is and obviously it's a holiday and a lot of people are off and waking up early and you know hopefully you spend a minute just to kind of reflect and think about what he stood for and what he meant and what you'd like to mean so I wanted to throw that out there before we really destroy the Cowboys and (laughs) other teams around the NFL but I I, I did want to get that out there Dan. No well said it is a holiday and it's an important day for reflection and I think that you hit all the right notes on that one so you know we can have some fun here and we can laugh but it's also a day to take a step back and kind of you know evaluate what is important here so uh, great man and uh, we will do that throughout the day. Absolutely, we will. So today is a holiday, like we mentioned, which means it's a full sports day. I mean, today's today's like a weekend sports day. We're spoiled. Right? Get, We're spoiled. You, we re- we really are. You get you get the Knicks at two thirty today, right here on ninety eight seventy ESPN. Then you get a, a football game at four thirty, which a lot of people I heard thought should have been played actually yesterday, which is why I actually took the game because the weather was going to be so horrendous. But that game's going to go four thirty, and then eight o'clock tonight you get the Eagles. And the Tampa Bay Bucks. So it is a big, big, huge sports day today around the country. Can I say one thing real quick about that 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 Bills game and the postponement and everything? Did you yeah, follow course. along with this over the weekend? Like when they made the decision to to bounce that game and to move it to Monday? I saw they made the decision because it's funny. I was watching college basketball with with my youngest, with Alex, and we were mm-hmm. watching um, North Carolina and Syracuse, and you know the breaking news uh, scroll came across the bottom and. You never like I don't know I don't know if you feel like this I always feel like breaking news can be so like oh yeah I knew about that five hours ago like oh what is this breaking news going to be now and it's like the game's postponed till Monday like, oh that's legitimate breaking news so yeah we, I was pretty much following along but where did you want to go here well no there was a lot of people that sat there and still made this all about and thought well why don't they why don't these stadiums have roofs and why don't they have domes it's got nothing to do whether there was a dome or not at the stadium up there in Buffalo it's a safety issue you if there was a dome on the place like you couldn't get to and from the game, there was a travel ban in place. It had nothing to do whether it was an open right. air stadium or not. No, but the, people the, can't. The governor came Dave. out with the edict that the, you couldn't travel there, you couldn't play in this game. 
Did you see some of those videos, like, of the roads? Like, you couldn't see anything. It's like you were in Cloud City. But what I do find somewhat humorous is that you're in Cloud City. You can't get there. But if you want to get paid $20 to go <laughs> shovel, then you absolutely can come out to uh, to the field and take care of that business. RJ yeah. and I were talking about that yesterday. RJ, what were the other stipulations? It was 20 bucks and you got a warm meal, supposedly, right? Like hot food. <laughs> well, because Dan had the logical question of... It, well, I, I told him you can get a hot meal and like hot cocoa and coffee. And he said, right. where do you consume these things? I said, supposedly there's a tent. <laughs> like where, a tent. You know what I mean? It's they, like, wouldn't let you, they wouldn't let you inside the stadium? You had to go into the out- outdoor tent? See, and they should have known what was going to happen to you. You turn the stadium open to the fans, they show up shirtless, and they treat the, the snow slide like a human water slide after they'd had 12 beers. And they go and, face and, first down it. And by, by the way. I mean, there is no bigger football fan than me. You would agree with that, right, Dan? You, like, we love football love to the it. point that it's probably it's probably an illness. If you are people in Kansas City going to the game and not wearing a shirt, and not just for like, okay, they're going to take a 10-second shot, and then I'll bundle back up. Like, all game long not wearing a shirt. Really, like, the, the men with the white coat should come running and grab you and put you away. It's It's unsafe to do that. I don't understand. I mean, why even put yourself through that? Like, why even... Did you see, like, the beers that were, like, exploding and, like, just, like, completely freezing over? That one video, did you see the one where... With the water? Oh, that... that You know what? They should show that to every science class in North America. That was How about Andy Reid's mustache that had icicles dangling from it? Yeah, that was great. That was great. Maybe Andy should have did a trim before the game to avoid that. I don't think that was really in his, um, in his thought of what could potentially happen. <laughs> That's Tom be. Coughlin. Yeah, right. But nobody turned red the, to the extent of Coughlin. I mean, it was it was frigid. Now I don't think today's going to be all that much better. It's supposed to still snow during the Buffalo game. I saw that, and the wind's going to be whipping, and I think a high of like 19 degrees. So it's not going to be exactly a, a beautiful game. Should be great for TV. Awesome. Should be great for us to get to enjoy it in their living rooms. But boy, oh boy! So what do what do we have today? Let's go through what we have today. Okay, we have Rex Ryan 7:35. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a, a, just a treat. We have around the league at 7:45. We have the frenzy at eight fifteen, and I don't know if you noticed this. RJ started to put three stars into the rundown at nine fifty three. That's a little bit earlier for the three stars, right? Well, I think Raymond needs quite a bit of time, and I have a feeling today's going to be a, a, quite the entertaining show. I don't know how you feel about it. Quite the entertaining show in my mind. I couldn't sleep last night. That's how much I was looking forward to this one, just because now, of everything that went on over the weekend and everything that unfortunately we were, or fortunately, unfortunately, depending on what side you want to be on, that we have to talk about today. Well, here's the thing. All right, I don't know if you're mocking me or not, but I legitimately couldn't sleep. I'm probably on two and a half, maybe three hours of sleep because I was just, I was so wired. Like all, and, and the Rams-Lions game is a good football game, too. Well, that was the best one of the weekend. The best oh, one was far. the last one. By, by far. Now, I'd say that the third one, the Cowboys-Packers, was the most entertaining for many people. But as far as the best actual football game, that game last night, Rams-Lions, was terrific. And Matthew Stafford, first of all, can we just say this and be honest about it? Roughing the passer is different for different quarterbacks. That, that's, just, that's just the way it is. If you are Patrick Mahomes and you get tapped, it's a personal foul. If, you get, if you're Matthew Stafford and you get mauled, it may or may not be a personal foul. There was that one situation in the second half when he got hit twice and then went down, and that head slammed off the turf, the back of his head. Like, you saw his eyes. I'm shocked he can't, He was back in that game. Shocked. His eyes were like in La La Land. You saw as soon as his, the back of his helmet hit that turf. 
Right. But it's a playoff game. He's got, and then he gets up and he's like holding his midsection. I'm like, really? That's what hurts you the most right now? Everything hurt. He got hammered. He, he got hit late. He got hammered. Boy, he's, he is one tough guy. And that Puka Nakua is one hell of a receiver. Isn't it amazing? You find that type of talent in the fifth round if you do your homework. Like, the, think about the Rams. Like, they sold their soul to win a, and they got the Super Bowl, right? So it all paid off for them. But they got rid of like all their first round picks for years. And you thought that they were going to be like an NFL purgatory for years and years and years. And they have one kind of retool season, and now they're back in the playoffs. They drafted outstandingly well, and now they're going to be back to being the Rams. Let's face it. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this. Ty, uh, Ty, it's Tyler, right? Taylor Higby or Tyler Higby? Tyler, Tyler. Higby. Yeah, so he tore his ACL. Yeah, well, did you see as hit. soon as that, that instant replay, you saw like when the hit happened and that knee kind of like the, the, the foot got planted and the knee went back. You knew it was not good. Terrible. Uh, we sit here and we can, we can spend time on all these games, and, and we will. But, Dan, I think you know exactly where it is that we need to start, isn't it? And where is that? Where well, is that, David? Now, I, I said this, and he doesn't believe this to be true. But you know me. I, I, I mean, I welcome everyone right into the den of honesty. I mean, I've created the den of honesty. It's a legitimate den, and it's, it's meant with all sincerity. And I will say it again, and I will mean it again. I hate that I have to do this to Raymond today. I do. I, do. I legitimately feel bad. But it's like when you have a child and they have to take their medicine. And they're like, I don't want the medicine. Sorry, Stevie, you need to take the medicine. And all year long, we've been sitting here saying, Dak's just not that good. Dak is a paper tiger. Dak is a good regular season quarterback. He's not the difference maker in the postseason. Mike McCarthy is not a good head coach. This defense is completely overrated. And every single thing that's been said all season long, what a fraud of a football team. In fact, that is, I mean, fr- capital F-R-A-U-D, fraud, fraud, fraud. Now, I love the fact that we're going to spend a ton of time crushing the Cowboys. But in reality, in actuality, Dan, I'm not thrilled I have to do it to Raymond, but no. it's the child who has to take the medicine, and that's where we are today. Yeah, unfo- you're a thousand percent right. And, and, and we, as people... As friends, friends over coworkers, I would say. I, I think friends, that's fair, right? I care about the person, and that's why when that game, what did I text Ray? Ray, what did I text you after the game? I'm going to look it up, but it was it, it had nothing to do. I said, "I'm sorry." Like, I'm sorry, almost like we were mourning the loss of a loved one. I said, well, he, I'm well, he, well, sorry. He, he was. I mean, it's like a family member died yesterday for Raymond. Raymond, yes. hey, how you doing? Well, I'm not going to go that far because, I, unfortunately, that's that's a topic I'm not getting into. But that was miserable, and there's nothing you can say that will make it worse than having to endure that embarrassment of a football game. Everything you said is 100% correct. They are frauds. They 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 had they had me fooled. It is the most. They've they've had real clunkers in the 27 years since they last won a Super Bowl. That is the worst playoff performance I've ever seen. It was it the worst. Close. The, ga- the it, game. I mean, Dan. The game was non-competitive. Over they, first drive, touchdown. Then you go down, and, and immediately, and this was very weird. Immediately, you have that misconnection between Dak and Ceedee Lamb, and right away on the broadcast, and it was obvious they're like something's wrong. Yeah, like I've I've almost never seen it. like something's wrong. I mean, McCarthy had to go over and talk to Ceedee Lamb. I'd love to know what was happening. They were on the, a, a different page, which is so bizarre because that has been, and I've said it, and I, I think everyone would have to say that this is true. That's been the best duo quarterback receiver for probably this at least the second half of the season. They were bad yesterday, flat out bad. 
It was almost like this was day two of training camp or something. They were not on the same page whatsoever. And, you know, on the other hand, you got guys running wide open in that secondary all afternoon for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, how many how many giant plays did Romeo Dobbs make just in the first quarter alone? Just in the first quarter alone, and there was nobody around him, and you're saying, what the hell is going on? Now, I, I mentioned this to you before the game. Or I mean, before the show, excuse me. Here's how you know that Ray went into this whole situation yesterday not feeling so confident. Ray, tell everybody when you started to get that little inkling, the spidey sense started to tingle a little bit that this was not going to be the Cowboys' Well, well let, let me back you up r- real quick because yeah. I, I, I actually did go into the game feeling confident. I actually woke up yesterday and like I usually have like nervousness before a playoff game. And like I, I didn't really have any. I kind of just felt like, okay, this is one that no they should handle. No nervous energy. No, I kind of felt like this is one that they should handle. And and Dave can attest to that. I was saying that all last he week. Very, all um, week long, very cocky. So, but, and and so, you know what? To his to his defense, yeah, I agree. Like I went into that game thinking to myself, the Cowboys are going to win this game by ten plus points. They're going to score thirty four so, points. So, and they're going to win it thirty four twenty. So so Dave has accused me of downplaying every every negative thing that's happened to them this year. And and my response has always been that nothing that they do in the regular season is going to matter until you get to January. I have, have I, I've said that all mm-hmm. along, right, yes, Dave? Yes, I, yes, I, I have, have said that all along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for me, the 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 moment in the game where I, where I started to say, like, okay, they, they don't look ready to play. They need to start they, – they need to wake up here, was after they punted after the first possession and uh, Sam Williams got a running into the uh, fair catch penalty. And at that point, because because that's not the first time he's been called for one of those this year. And at that point, I it just that's the the stupidity and the lack of awareness that that that's kind of like a calling card for them over the past decade or so. That it just it doesn't seem to go away, and and it's it's one of the most frustrating aspects that they're they're not aware they're they're undisciplined. Very un- they, that's they, the word. They're, they're undisciplined. They're, they're undisciplined, and, and and I'm sorry, and I have to say it, and I have to say it. I don't even think you'll agree. Mm-hmm. I disagree. They're poorly coached. No, no, they're, they're I agree. a poorly coached football I, I, team. I agree, and and you want to talk about poorly coaching? You talk about Romeo Dobbs having a career of highlights in one afternoon. I mean, like D- Dan Quinn, who's who's interviewing for for head coaching positions, is over. He he's running a zone scheme when the entire season his the success his defense had was was playing man. They looked look they looked like they just installed the scheme this week. They had no idea what they were doing. It w- it was pathetic. It was pathetic. It was it was pathetic for some, it was glorious for others. And and can we also Dan and I'm sorry that, that Raymond has to take all this medicine yeah. today, but he has to. Dan, can we please, for the love of God, stop with the Micah Parsons is anything in the same sentence as Lawrence Taylor, please? Oh. Well, we were saying that after the Jet game in week number two. But no, look, he's a great player. Great but player. he's not Lawrence Taylor. But he's. I mean, not that you needed any further validation. Off no of, sacks. I I understand that. I I get that totally. But you know, again, you expect these guys to show up in situations like this, the games where it matters absolutely the most. And he look. If you remember that Dallas defense yesterday, I don't care who. I don't care if Lawrence Taylor was playing on that defense yesterday. You're all going to take a hit after you let a guy in his first ever playoff game, shred your defense in your building up and down the damn field like he was sitting there playing pitch and catch. It was unbelievable. Have you ever thought about remotely stopping the run game? I mean, Aaron, if, if the Packers oh wanted gosh. Aaron Jones to run for 200 yards, he, I've never seen anything like it. It was so easy. It was right just up the gut so too. easy. Oh. Wherever they wanted Wherever they want to run outside, they want to run up the gut, they want to run up to the right, they want to play action and throw a little baby pass, they want to hit the tight end, they want to hit a receiver downfield. I mean, Jordan Love 
That looked like he's been in the league for 15 years and as skilled a quarterback as you've ever seen. He sliced and diced that defense. It was embarrassing. I'll tell you, if you're a Jet fan, you watched that game yesterday and you say to yourself, I can't wait till he's on my team in 2038. Yeah, that'll be great. Now, Football Monday is brought to you by Slowman's. Call 1-800-ALARMY to learn how you can have the Slowman Shield professionally installed for free. Slowman's, the difference is human. Well, what a day. Oh. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Would you feel at all like Raymond was off base or wrong if he just played like morbid? like funeral procession kind of music for the well, entire show today? I actually asked him, I said, was that a Hootie and the Blowfish cover? And it was Post Malone. That was the first time I heard it, because I was like, the, the music sounds familiar. Yeah, that was pretty po- interesting. Post Malone. Yeah. Right. And I didn't know that until he play, he's played it for a long time, that song. Interesting. It's not, not a little bad little tune there. Um, no, it's nice. No, well, you, you know the difference in that one. Because uh, it, where uh, Darius Rucker says, I'm such a baby, the dolphins make me cry. Post Malone says, I'm such a baby because the Cowboys make me cry. Oh, so so he's probably weeping this morning. Now, if Post Malone makes a video for the song, I wonder if Dak would be in the video because Dan Marino was in the original. (laughs) It's possible. And Dak makes makes him cry. Oh, Dak. I got to tell you this, Dan. (laughs) I got to tell you this. Dak, and this is sincere. This is not going after it. This is honestly sincere. This is my opinion. He looked terrified yesterday. He looked like he didn't want to how be How does out that there. happen, though? I don't disagree I don't with know. you, but how does that happen? Did, he looked scared. He didn't, like, what, what, I mean, so many plays where it was planned, he just, he looked nervous, he looked scared. He, I swear, this is what I honestly believe. He looked like the moment was just too big for him. I, you know what? I don't get the scared Im- Im- impression. You know what I got? I got somebody who was maybe confused 
at the looks he was seeing. And then I think in that situation, you look to the sideline and you look for some guidance and for one of your coaches to help you through it. And that ain't the place to be looking for answers, unfortunately, if you're the Cowboys, because you're not getting any on that sidelines. You're not getting the answers to the test over there, as we know. No, but the, I mean, he was he was off base. His throws are terrible. There was an issue with C.D. Lamb. There was one play. They were down in in range and like they ran two guys to the left and then it looked like he didn't know what he was supposed to do. And then he just kind of tucked it and ran up the middle. It was it was weird because he's been two, so two good. guys. Two guys ran the same route and they were confused on that one. So he, confi- he, he, but, but he, Ray, just, he just shelled it. Right, they were confused on it. Looked like on they were every play, on, on everything, on, on almost every play. And listen, credit the the Packers because defensively they 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 took his first, second, sometimes third read away, and he didn't know what to do with it. So yeah, the that's just again, everyone, including Dak Prescott, played awful yesterday. Actually, Jake Ferguson played a good game. That's about the only guy. I, I, I don't want to rub salt in the wound. I'm, and rub we're not the doing salt that. right in the wound. No, but we're not. I'm not doing that. Okay, but see, but see that quote right there. Mm-hmm. That quote right there. Rub the salt in the wound, Dan. It tells you that 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 thing he said. Oh, I feel bad about having to do this, Ray. The total lie. He might not no, feel No, no, no. I don't want to rub the salt into Raymond's wound specifically, but the Cowboys fan wound that's open and 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 red. I, and, I need and, you and to be open. I, I, I want to take the salt. I want. To, I don't want to dump it in. He no, wants no. the I want to dump it, right and then I want to take a Q-tip and I want to. I want to. I want to <laughs> move the salt around to really make it hurt. Today is what I want to do. That's kind of morbid, actually. So you know that the, the you know that the Green Bay Packers, since the NFL expanded, they became the first seven seed to win a playoff game. Oh, I know. Do you know what the margin of defeat? The average. margin margin of defeat was the previous six times. I love nuggets like this. I'm going to say 13 points. It's right around there. It was 12 and change. Yeah. And the Packers won that game in a landslide yesterday. Oh, it was it was not a laugher. The, the game, honestly, the game was non-competitive. Ray, can I ask you a question? Oh, sure. When the Cowboys scored that touchdown on the final play of the half, which for some, which by the way, Dak almost got picked off on that sequence too. It should have been a third oh, INT. That in was the a first terrible game. pass to the terrible, linebacker dropped. Awful, terrible, awful, on the post. awful pass. Terrible. But did you going into the half? The fact that you got on the board, he got that touchdown. Did no. you think because you no. were getting the ball to start the no. second half? No, you, you you were done. You were checked no, no, out. No, because at that point in the game, again, I, I hate to keep saying this, but the defense had done nothing, nothing to give me any sort of faith that they were going because to, to to come back in the game, your defense has got to give you some stops, right? Not once. And Not by Ray, I have a question him. for Ray. I I and this is a day early, RJ, and I'm sorry to steal this from you. Hi, RJ. By the way, how you doing? Uh, hi, Dave. Proceed to the mean thing you're going to ask Ray. No, no, it's, not, it's I don't think it's overly mean to be honest. Do you do you feel badly for Ray? Overly, today, by the way, overly. You yeah, feel, you feel badly for Ray. Yeah, I mean, um, like my fandom life, I'm happy the way it turned out. You always got to oh. be careful when you when you start calling your shots on the team you want to play. Right. But yeah, for Ray personally, yeah, you, I, feel, I, you feel terribly. I I feel terrible for Ray. I feel eighty percent of that terrible feeling also for what he's going to have to endure from you. So you think I should tone it down a little? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying how I feel for Ray, like friend to friend. For the loss, it is eighty percent of that just based on what he has to take from. I you. think you're being kind, by the way. Like I don't think this is bad at all. You're, this is just the flow of the show. We're yeah, having a conversation. What did I do that's so awful, by the way? No, so I, nothing. What's to come? We all. Oh, know so you, you think you think this is like baby steps into where we're going to explore? Th- there's little. There's yeah. little hints about where you're going. I, yeah. I've picked up on. You told you told him before the show. You you said you feel bad about what's about to happen. I do. Because it's going to be a lot of time just crushing his beloved Cowboys, but I'm not going after him specifically. But, but again, like, like like I said, all of that's going to be deserved. It's, it's going to be well-earned. Okay, so then there you go. All right. So Dave, here, here, what, here's what was my your question? question. It's a day early, and I think it's a legitimate question. Cuddle, Mary trash. Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, defense. 
for yesterday? <laughs> just defense as a whole. Yeah. But, but what, what's what's the context here? What, what do you I, mean, by, yes, by, right by, now, blame? how are you feeling about this this entire No, operation? throw Dan Quinn over the defense. Just say well, Dan, Dan Quinn. Th- Dan Quinn and the defense is the same thing at this point. Um, He's so, gone anyway, so it makes no difference. Yeah, so so, so what I feel best about. You're hiring about, him off like, of that game, What I feel then? best yeah. about or what I feel worst about? What you feel worst about. Who do, who do you, the, the most blame goes to the marriage. Okay, well then it's it's a it's a structural complete failure. So the most blame's got to go to the head coach. So you you'd give it to McCarthy. Nice. Okay. So you're marrying McCarthy. Um, I think again for yesterday they 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 didn't get. I, I think they forced two punts the entire game, and and one of them was a was was a white flag punt. So that the second's got to go to the defense. It that, just that, didn't show up. That second it, punt was with the st- starters already out of the game. Exactly, and then they yeah. put them back in. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I guess uh, that that uh, that leaves Dak as the last. So yeah, but that's not because that's not defending his performance. His performance was not good. And you know something, Dave? Yeah, I like the guy, and I think he does a really, really good job. Greg Olson on the game yesterday. Oh, it was not as fun. And I and, look, you, and you know what? I really I love Kevin Burkhart. I think he is phenomenal. Was not his best game either. Kevin's a dear friend. I'm not going to say anything about him. But Greg Olson, I know that it's a blowout. And you only got like a couple of minutes left in the game and you're trying to keep viewers and all these other things. I get it. But when they were zooming in on Mike McCarthy and talking about his future and speculating about the prospect of the Cowboys maybe moving on from him, which we know is going to happen. For Greg Olson to sit there and say that teams would be lining up to scoop him up to hire him as a head coach. False. Uh, look, guess False. what? Boys, guess what? He might have coached his last game in the NFL yesterday because Ever. you know what? Unless you got, Ever. unless you have an owner that that that's Leon Hess esque and can't wait to scoop up a rich Cotite type, that's the only way Mike McCarthy's getting another head coaching well, well, job. Well, how about the fact that even before he said that, he said there is no way Dallas should even even consider firing Mike McCarthy. Oh my gosh! Like it's it shouldn't even be a thought that that crosses through, and that's on the heels of the two of them. And I know that he's a dear friend of yours, but it doesn't mean you can't criticize. I mean, did they have no understanding of what was happening at the end of the first half? When there's a flag and they're like, well, he's in bounds and now the clock's going to run out. They're not going to have time to run another play. I mean, they, they oh, were yeah, so perplexed. Yeah. It was so upsetting to watch it. Yeah, it was a tough one. That was, that, that, that was rough. And then he wouldn't let it go. He's, yeah. like, he's like, so Cowboys are down by 24 if they get it. Dude, there's four minutes to go in the game. And did they have, is that when Blandino had to hop in and kind of set the record straight or maybe they got in their ear or something like that? Yeah, I because I, I Blandino in, appeared on camera. What was it to start? The, it, he he didn't Blandino appear on camera. He was with them in the booth to start the second half, right, Ray? He was between Kevin and Greg. Yeah, he was on with uh, them. Yeah, uh, it's all a blur, but yeah, you're right. Ray, did you drink last night? No, nothing. No, he's got to work. Not all. Yeah, yeah I, so, I, I, so I've got to show up here and be sober. Come he's on. got a long day today. He's got he's got MLK <laughs> and Knicks I've got, this afternoon. And I've got the Knicks. I, I got I got to be honest. If I were your boss. And I was John Winthrop. I would have said, you know what? Take a payday. Just, just, you know what? Keep your head under the L- covers. Listen, listen. You know what? Avo- avoid reality. I, I, take a payday. I, I, I would love to. I would love nothing better to. But I, I think you and you know this about me. Now I'm not a punk. No, so you're, I'll, you're, I'll, you're I'll a pro. Sit here, I'll sit here and, and I'll ta- and I'll take uh, the the proverbial medicine, as you call it. Dave, I've told you in the past, right? Like when I was younger, like high school, and I was a, a passionate, ardent fan. Mm-hmm. There were losses on Sundays that kept me out of school the next day. Like, I could not bear to face the world. I almost didn't go through high school because that was my lifestyle. Yeah. this. Yeah. The, yeah I mean, hand, I, that one yesterday, if that was my team, I, I might not be in school the entire week. 
I think that's a that's a, probably a two day off from school loss minimum. Yes, you minimum. go back Wednesday and you hope to, and and you go back as like a shell of yourself. You go back and you like slink through the corners of the school to hope that nobody realizes you're even there. And it wasn't even a close game. That's what's ironic about it. But it was all the there's no way this could possibly happen leading up to it. Like RJ and I were talking before the show out in his little uh, quarters out there in the newsroom. And his team now plays this Packers squad. Next I, I, I got to tell RJ's you. RJ's quarters in the newsroom. I, I got to tell you. Yeah. RJ and I were just talking about it back here. Mm. Uh, you're talking about in high school suffering yeah. if the Giants had lost or if the Jets had lost. Look, at least you guys were fans of the local teams and you go and you'd go to school and you'd have like you know, like minded people to commiserate. When I was with. in high school, your yeah. team won three Super Bowls okay, while I was in okay, high school. Okay, well when I was in high school, my team was done winning the three Super Bowls and everyone hated them. And so <laughs> it's a every long time, time so, hasn't it? And so it's every a time, long time. And so every time and every and every single game that they would lose, I would get destroyed. Well, you, no, you, no you different today. You couldn't last a day in my shoes in Think high school. About it, like it just it just clicked. <laughs> three of my four years in high school, the Cowboys were champions of the NFL. Some guys were were two of mine. Wow. The Giants were champions. My my high school was eighth grade to uh, to twelfth grade. So eighth grade Giants win the whole thing. Twelfth grade Giants. You're win talking the whole thing. about disappearing in high school. Yeah, Unbelievable. you said you were going to drop out. Yeah, well, eighty seven. So wait, eighty seven was the strike very bad, year. I dealt with very bad losses. Eighty seven was the strike year. That can't get you all bent out of shape because the Giants didn't even care about that season. Eighty eight. That was brutal. O'Brien to Altoon. You get. I was at that game. I was there. Game. Oh, I was there too, my friend. I probably I saw you. I probably punched you. You probably didn't realize no, that was me. No. I hit you right across the that face. That was a great day. A time for and, that, and, and by the way, that was December eighteenth. Think about how early the seasons used to end. That was December eighteenth. Last game of the season. Laid an egg that night, so the Giants wouldn't get in. Correct. Correct. And then 89 was, 89 the, Flipper was the Flipper Anderson. Anderson that was runs, runs it. He's still running. Was that a one-day, by the way, a one-day absence, Flipper Anderson? I remember af- I remember that because I thought there was a bad call, and the referee's name was Bernie Kukar. K-U-K-A-R. Oh, I remember Bernie Kukar. He, he had the Canadian accent. And I took, a, I took a large sheet of paper and wrote his name on 50 sheets of paper and spread it out across a, a many people's cars in the parking lot the day after that game. So it was like 50 Shades of Kukar by Dave Rothenberg. 50 Shades of Kukar is what it was. You're wonderful to work with. You're a butcher of the clock. We must break. We'll do it now. We'll come back and we'll continue <laughs> what's a great day on 98.7 ESPN. All right, this new year, it's time to finally lose that weight the safe and natural way with NJ Diet. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you'll lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days contractually guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair, saliva, along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements to get your body into that fat-burning zone. Then, NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help keep the weight off for good. Don't take shots the rest of your life. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40-plus pounds in only 40 days. Naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Call 855-5-NJ-DIET. That's 855 855-5- NJ Diet or schedule your consult today at NJDiet.com. That's NJDiet.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Rick is off today. He'll be back tomorrow. Dan is here and he's doing a phenomenal job, even though he's very chatty. 
That's what some of the people happen to think. Today is a great day in the history of the show. We've been on the air this uh, time for a full year. This might be the greatest show we've done in this time slot. And we bring in a man to celebrate what was such a joyous occasion yesterday, the great Rex Ryan. Good morning, Rex. How are you? Man, I am doing so good because, I, I don't know, did the Lions win? Yes, they did. They sure so, did. heck yeah. So, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, and the Cowboys lost. And not only did they lose, they lost in embarrassing fashion. Rex, let's, let's start there. How does that happen? Losing one thing, losing like that, how does that happen? Yeah, I mean, first off, anybody says they saw this coming, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> uh, n- nobody saw this coming. I mean, I can understand the, the – we knew the Packers would be competitive, but – uh, to kick their butt the way they did, I, nobody saw that. Um, but I'll tell you, it, it's interesting. Their comments, when you hear Jerry Jones, you hear Dak Prescott, you hear McCarthy, you hear, you know, they're like, oh, you know, they're just in shock. Well, that to me is an alarming thing because if you just assume that you could go out there and lay your jock on the field and beat an NFL team like the Green Bay Packers were, were not a team to be respected, then you got exactly what you deserved. But that's kind of what it looked like to me. You know, they went out, oh, we're the mighty Dallas Cowboys. You think Green Bay gave a rat's about that? No. They just sat back and said, oh, by the way, you're the mighty Cowboys. We'll go ahead and take the ball. Nobody takes the ball, all right, on the opening kick. Nobody does because you want to defer. You want to get the back-to-back possessions right before half. They deferred. They're like, nah, you know what? We're going to go ahead and take the lead here. 75 yards, bludgeoned them on that first drive of the game. Eight rushing attempts during that first drive. Totally set the tone for the game. And then it was funny because then you see on the sideline, they show Dak Prescott before he goes in. It's like, oh, wow. Like, we're already down. And it just snowballed downhill from there. So, um, you know, the Packers clearly outcoached Dallas. They had their team way more prepared, and uh, and and that was the result. How do you put your finger, Rex, on the miscommunication, if you want to call it that? It seemed like the Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb were experiencing in that game yesterday. It would almost look like the second day of training camp instead of, what, game 18 of the season for these guys? Yeah, I mean, obviously just frustrations, but you can tell they, you know, they were tight. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you know, things that – that you assume that we'd have that kind of, kind of communication and all that stuff already worked out, but they were pressing, and that's what it showed, you know. And and they just assume, oh, we're going to go out there and light them up. Well, that that's not what happens in the NFL. That's not what happens. And one team looked completely prepared where the other one didn't. So, as far as the head coach is concerned, I mean, listen, how, how could you possibly bring back Mike McCarthy? Like, I, I would think today or tomorrow, you're you're going to have to fire him. No. I don't think so. You think they're going to keep him? I, I think really? they will. Yeah, I do. What's the alternative? You Bill know, Belichick? And, Belichick? Uh, I know everybody's going to say Bill Belichick. He's so good, they won four games. All right, come on. Like, this guy's won 12 games the last few years. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you guys, no way in hell. You're not going to bring Bill Belichick in there. And here's why. Jerry Jones is the face of the franchise. That's the way he likes it. You really think you're going to bring in in Bill Belichick? If he does, he's no longer the face of the franchise. I don't see it happening. And and you know the great Bill Belichick's 29 and 37 his last four years without Tom Brady. Go ahead. You really think he's the, the answer? All Is right. this not a considerably better team than he's had with New England the last four years though? Yeah, hell yeah. But whose fault is it? 
that that New England's as, as horrible team as they are. But Jerry's still going to be picking players down there in Dallas. But Bricks, remember once well, upon a, a time, second. Jerry Not brought in Bill, Bill Parcells. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, no, I get it. All right, but then uh, again, he moved away from him. Goes to an in-house candidate. <laughs> like, uh, I'm just telling you guys, I don't see it. And so I know I, be, I know I'm in the minority here. Everybody assumes that guy's gone. I do not. So you'd be really surprised if McCarthy was out. Yes. Wow. Yes, wow. I would be. And I'd be. I mean, I'd totally be shocked if they hired Bill Belichick. One hundred percent, I'd be shocked about that. Wow. This is this is stunning. This is unbelievable stuff. I'm almost at a loss I, for I'm words. Just telling you. I, I know. I, I mean, everybody. Everybody's going to say the same thing. I just don't see it, guys. And you know. And and would he have done a hell of a lot better job than Dan Quinn did with that defense? Yeah, Belichick, of course he would have. But I think anybody would have. But um, no, I I I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't. So Rex Ryan with us here, ninety eight seventy ESPN. Then how does it get better? Like if you're going to bring back the same coach and you're going to bring back the same quarterback and you're going to make the same mistakes, you're going to be out coached again. How how can a Cowboys fan this morning think that if you just roll it all back again and you win your 12 games again next year, that it even gets better in the postseason? Well, you've got to take a hard look at your personnel at first because we can't we can't show up with a 205-pound linebacker and expect to stop anybody in the run game. All you got to do is look at how they played against Buffalo, um, uh, the Cardinals, even Detroit, you know, and now this game, like, come on, man. You, you, they got bullied. And you can't have that. So you got to take a hard look at, at your personnel, try try to improve in that area, um, and and then you know like why the hell isn't this team ready? Why or why aren't they ready? They have the whole thing set up, and sometimes it's like like chasing success is a hell of a lot easier than you know sustaining success, and. They thought, hey, we're the number two seed. Now, granted, it was a gift. The NFL gave them a gift because Detroit earned that. But they're the number two seed, and they just couldn't handle success, man. And, you know, they're thinking, hey, we got this thing. No. And, you know, but chasing it, hell, they, they played their butts off. They played their butts off when when Philly clearly had a two-game lead on them or whatever, three-game lead on them, and they closed that gap. And then once they finally taste it, then they couldn't handle it. And and that, that's an issue. And I, I think that's and, – and obviously, yes, that's a coaching thing. There's no question about that. Um, but, I, like I say, I still don't see it. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's happening. Rex Ryan joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Dolphins going to Kansas City. Look, and I understand you're playing the game in Antarctica on Saturday night. Those were right. brutal conditions. But fact of the matter is, Dolphins were a team, Rex, that had a three-game lead in the division with five to play. They choked it away, and that's why they were on the road in Kansas City playing in sub-zero temps. Tua has his 50-year option season coming up. He came up small in these situations. It's almost like the same conversation we're having about the Cowboys. It's like, here we are with the Dolphins again. What do you do if you're Miami regarding the quarterback position? Is he a guy you let play almost like as a lame duck next year before giving him the bag? Oh, 100%. 100%. And because everybody, oh, no, we're going to, you know, that's that's going to be the guy. Wait a second. First off, major questions on his hip when he came out of college, right? He had five surgeries in college, whatever it was. Um, and a degenerative hip. 
Well, you think that's gotten better over these four years? I don't. And to me, that's gonna you're going to hit pause on this. There were several people in NFL circles who thought he would never see a second contract. So that's something. And, and why do I, you know, well, I mean, he played every game this year. Yeah, he did. How many times did he scramble for first downs? Uh, that'd be six. That's it. I, I think it's an issue. And before I go giving this guy a long-term deal, he's going to have to to check out medically. And the funny thing is, going into the season, we all worried about the concussions. Would he play again? That's certainly an issue as well. Um, but what I see as a player, I see a guy who's extremely accurate when he knows where he's going with the football. As soon as you take away his first read, this dude's as average as it gets. And his and, arm strength is not great, right? Especially outside the numbers. Yeah. Well, but I mean, he's got but he's got arm talent because he can throw with anticipation. He throws with accuracy. This guy's about as accurate as it gets, guys. However, take that first read away from him. He can't. He doesn't create well, and that's like that's been an issue all season with him. And look, guys, this team is built for September, winning games in September through November. That's as simple as that. Look at these the the last two seasons. What are they? Sixteen and like you know like seven or something. And then they're four and ten in games in December and January. This team is totally built to win early, but they're not built to to win late. Here's the problem: championship teams are built to win in December and January. This team ain't one of them. And I knew it before this game was going to happen. I mean, that that game does not surprise me whatsoever. Conversely, look at Kansas City. Under Patrick Mahomes, the last five years, they're 30 and six in games in December and January. You tell me what teams built to win in championship games when those teams win in December and January. And if you want to be a track team, a track and field team, essentially, with all that speed, and that's how you're going to build your club, you better guarantee you have home field advantage in the playoffs, Rex. Yeah. And unfortunately, that, that doesn't help matters. That doesn't travel. Absolutely. Though, right? No. And and that's where I always say you got to win when the snow flies. And, ain't, and that team doesn't do it. Uh, speaking of the snow flying, Rex, um, Buffalo, Pittsburgh today, you think Buffalo has their way with the Steelers, or this is competitive? Oh, I think it's competitive. And I think the worse the weather, the better chances Pittsburgh has. You know they got two guys. They'll ground and pound it. It's got it's got to be ugly. You got to make you got to make it ugly. Now I still think Buffalo wins. They have the best player in the world. You know um, at quarterback. Um, but Pittsburgh, to me, I think it can make it. They can make this a lot closer just by keep keep punting. You know pounding the football, and that's the best thing they do. And then that can open up some of the passing game. But you better be committed to running it and. I think Pittsburgh will. They need to run it like at least 40 times in this game to win. Can the Eagles put the Band-Aid on what's been ailing them tonight, or do you really think in the long run it's not going to matter much even if they do find a way to win? I don't think it matters. I don't, I don't think they win. I mean, have we have we not watched this team play the last month? Absolutely. This team looks like, like no, I, I don't see the competitiveness out of this team. Like, nobody plays hard. I watch that defense. They have a lot of talent there. Yeah, really? They don't play hard. And, I, I mean, that starts on the practice field or whatever. You you saw where Hargrave came out and the, the D-tackle that played in, in Philly, you know, uh, a couple of years and, and now is with San Francisco. He goes, well, we don't practice anywhere close. Like, we practice way harder here in San Francisco. That's what's showing on the field. Like, this team, they, they, 
they, they lack competitive uh, aggressiveness. I, I I don't see it. This defense stinks, and they're like 30th in the league in defense. And you know you know and you look at over the last two games. So against the Cardinals, the vaunted Cardinals and the vaunted Giants, this team gave up 854 yards in those games, 54 first downs. They stink on defense. And that, that starts with coaching. But the, 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 the lack of, when I heard Hargrave say this, it doesn't surprise me. I don't see the competitiveness out of that group. Rex, let me just follow up with something. And as a defensive guy, you're the perfect person to ask. And if you've watched the league for the last couple of years, it's trending in this direction, and it was on display with the standalone games this weekend. Why is the tackling so atrocious in the NFL now? It looks like guys don't even want to engage. Can you put a finger on this? Well, I think I think part of it is, you know, it's easy to point to the fact, well, we, we're, not, we're not practicing it the way – we used to, yeah. Well, you got to talk about it, and and fundamentally, tackling is fundamentals, and part of that is, is disappearing in the game a little bit, um, and then and then the rules of con, uh, contact stuff like that have changed a little, but fundamentally, you know, like your your tackling, it, it is your good teams tackle well, your your bad teams don't tackle well, and and uh, and that, that's part of, you know. We used to say this: it's not necessarily the position of the player; it's his disposition. And if you got guys that are a little softer, whatever, don't want to that don't want to just put their face in the, in the fan, then then it shows up, and it shows up in critical times and, and tackling the moment of truth. It shows up. Well, Rex, listen. Thanks. We know, we'd love to have you on for another hour, but we know you have TV work to get to. Thanks for taking a tour around the league. Congratulations on the Lions win. Enjoy the games today and this weekend, and we'll talk to you next Monday. All right, sounds good, guys. Thanks, Great Rex. Stuff. Boy, I I can't even believe he said what he said. I'm stunned Shocked. by it. Stunned. Shocked. Flabbergasted. Like I, It's funny because we typically go back and forth with questions, right? Yeah. And after that question, I was like, I, I didn't even know whose turn it was. Like, I was completely taken off of my game. You and me both. He's, he's the, gone. He's gone. He can't. Co- he's how gone. You, how could you possibly bring back McCarthy? Well, I would be more shocked if he's not gone than I was with the result of that game yesterday. And I was shocked at the result of the game. Yeah, no, I, I don't know that I would go that far, but I would be. I, I can't believe that the Cowboys got. I mean, they didn't lose the game, Dan. They got humbled and humiliated in that game. Well, and they look like they wanted no part of playing it. Well, and I'm glad that you brought it up, too. You beat me to the punch when Rex referenced the, you know, Belichick, he won four games this year. He had the least talented <laughs> team on paper in that division for not for not just this year, the last two years at least. I mean, who's their, their best weapon on that offense? Ramondre Stevenson, who missed half the season anyway? Look, I get it, and he was the guy picking the players. I totally get that, but that ain't going to be the case down in Dallas. No. That ain't going to be the it case down be. in Dallas. And, and not for and, nothing, he's walking into a stacked house down there with talent. I, listen, I detest the Cowboys. If you put Bill Belichick on that team with Josh McDaniels, I am legitimately concerned. And I, and I was legitimately concerned this year. And I was legitimately concerned going into the game yesterday. But I just don't think McCarthy is all that great. And I think that they always find a way to lose. And I think that Dak clenches up in the biggest moment, which is exactly what happened. But you put Belichick. They don't make those mistakes. They're not running into the punt returner. They're not jumping off sides. They don't have issues where they're taking time. Like, he is very buttoned up. And if you put Belichick there, I think that's a team that is really, really special. You know, did, was the irony, like, did that fall on anybody yesterday, Dave? How you're seeing McCarthy on the sidelines, and the whole season is going up in flames, 
And then you think back that McCarthy used to coach that other team. He t- he won a Super Bowl with them, and he won a Super Bowl in that building. But when he was coaching the team in that building, he can't do anything. It's unbelievable. Oh, but you say he can't do anything. He they haven't lost a home game in in two years. But I'm the, sorry. The biggest moment they I mean they threw up on themselves. Ray, would you sign up for that? Three? How about this? I'm going to lay it out for you. I mean, oh, I sign up. I just experienced it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Three years. Belichick, McDaniel's, and then the succession plan. Belichick retires and hands it off to McDaniel's. You would take yeah. that, right? Have to, oh, yeah. come on, Ray. You would have to sign you, for that. You'd, you'd have to guarantee me a Super Bowl. You'd have to guarantee me. <laughs> no, no, you don't get the McDaniel's a Super Bowl part. guarantee. No, because I McDaniel's has been such a disaster everywhere he's been. Damn, I the, give you the fact, before that, Dave. The fact, the fact that is Belichick, such an awful take. I the, give the you fact the, that, we the, give you the preeminent coach in all of football, and for three years with that roster and that amount of money to spend, and you won't take it. And just would, if you have to deal with McDaniel's, guarantee me so a Super Bowl. Give me, no, why, give what? me a Super Bowl. That's well, the any only idiot it would take valuable. it if I'm guaranteeing a Super Bowl. No. I'm not guaranteeing you a Super Bowl. Why would I do that? Because I'm not sure that that's good. that's that happens just because you hire Belichick. Maybe not, but it puts you in a better spot than you're in right now. Does it? What? Does it? You yes. You don't show up like that with Belichick yesterday. No chance. You got to take your chance. You've got to. And see, I don't think it's a situation. He's not going to gut that roster either. He realizes he doesn't have a lot of time. He's almost like a hired gun. Yeah, but but the the thing with a coach like that, he's going to want a certain type of player, type of the kinds of players that they don't have in Dallas right now. He'd have to he'd have to remake it the way Parcells did, and, and whether that would constitute a full teardown, I don't know. So you want to bring this clown back? I don't want to bring this clown back. I have told you. The, so what do you the, want the, to do? The day he in was a perfect hired, world, to- what happens? Oh my god! The day he was hired, I told you he was what a clown, and want? I didn't like what it. What? What do you want? You're, you're, what happens with McCarthy, and who's your next coach? What is ideal for you? You, you know, what would be ideal for me, and would never happen. Would would be to hire somebody like Ben Johnson or Slowick or just one one of the smarter oh. guys from 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 like the Shanahan tree who who can actually be innovative with the you offense. Can't go not just not just Ray. not just pay lip service to, to talking about analytics and stuff like McCarthy has done for the past three years. And, and then when it when when it's real, it's time to put the pedal to the metal. You you go out and give a performance like that, which is completely against everything that you did after the San Francisco game. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to go around the league. And around the league, Dan, is uh, driven by Ramsey Mazda. Well, we started with the game at 4.30. It's kind of the Houston Texans spot in the wild card round, but what a debut for one C.J. Stroud. He is unbelievable. Flacco kind of returned to some of the prior Flacco moments in the Texans with a throttling, and their Cinderella season continues over the Browns 45-14. to 14. And that's the thing about it. That's the Houston spot next week, too, already. The 4.30 on Saturday. They've already been gifted that spot. So it, we know Saturday of next week is going to be Houston against whoever. Correct. And then Green Bay at San Francisco. Correct. And right. then the Lions will be the early game on Sunday or the 3 o'clock game on Sunday. And then the rest is up for debate. Right. Um, C.J. Stroud could have played that game in a tuxedo. 
the offensive line gave him a very, very cozy pocket. You know what I thought was a, a big moment in that game, apart from the pick sixes? I'm talking about even before halftime. The touchdown to Schultz right before the half to put them up 10, that was big. You know what I mean? Because that just kept applying the pressure right into the locker room, and it was like, all right, old man, you kept him around in the first half, but can he still keep slinging it for another half of football? And obviously we know that he couldn't do it. Yeah, no, the answer is no. Listen, you're Houston. There's something special there. Like, he's really special. The head coach is special. The receiver is special. Will Anderson is special. Like, they, th- this is a team now. This is what we talk about all the time. It's like, well, the Jets had such a, a, a real chance this season because you never know what's coming down the pike. This team's going to be good for a very long time. But think about how quick it changes, too. The Houston Texans were a laughing stock. Like, I, I mean, so bad. The previous three years, let's remind folks, they had four head coaches and they won 11 games in the previous three seasons before 2023. And look how fast it could change if you have the right coach, the right quarterback. That's and oh, right. by the way, you kicked Jack Easterby out of the building, too. I mean, look at that team now, right? I mean, Laramie Tunsil, who, who, who's a grinder, uh, a terrific offensive lineman. Their offensive line got things done. Singletary's stepped up to be that running back now. He's better than Damian Pierce. Like I mentioned, Collins is a stud, and and it all goes with the, the quarterback and the head coach. That's an elite combination. And how many key players on this Texans team right now were drafted with picks obtained in a trade for Deshaun Watson? Oh, it's got to be a bundle of them. How, how's that trade looking? I know that it's only been a couple of years, but still. Doesn't matter. Couple of years. Doesn't matter. Couple I of mean, years. You wouldn't even if I offered you if I offered you right now Deshaun Watson or CJ Stroud, you would laugh me out oh, of the oh, building. Absolutely. hundred percent. And and you know what it, it's also a cautionary tale. Now I know it works out for some teams, but you also gotta be careful. If you do invest the earth, the moon, and the stars to trade for a franchise quarterback, it doesn't always work out the way you want it to. It doesn't always work out. I.e. Denver, right? I.e. Cleveland. I.e. Florham Park. Uh, right, the Jets as well. But we have at least we haven't even seen the Jets have it happen yet. At least that the potential is, I guess, still there. Boy, those four plays were fun. They really were. Uh, Cleveland, if you're a Cleveland fan, though, you, you can't be heartbroken. You're disappointed the way it ended, but you have to be optimistic with what you have moving forward. And, you st- I mean, no doubt you're still going back to Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, the well, Flacco situation, Flacco's probably gone. He's probably backing up someplace else next year. A hundred percent. So, Houston moves on and... We await their opponent, and, the, and uh, you said they're locked into the 4:30 game on Saturday, though. Is correct. That, right? that is correct. Uh, and they'll either play what? They'll either play Buffalo or Baltimore. They could. Yeah. Well, no. If, if if Buffalo wins, then Houston's going to Baltimore. Correct. If if the Steelers win, then Houston is going to Kansas City. Right. 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 So no 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 easy landing spot, whatever. But boy, I want to watch C.J. Stroud. Yet again. And, uh, you know, I, I maybe I'm in the minority. I thought Miami was going to give you something oh, on Saturday. No. Uh, something. No, I mean, I, they wanted oh. they wanted no part of that whatsoever. No part of the game. They had one play. Their defense was lousy. They didn't tackle. They didn't like the weather. Like, they just got from pillar to post absolutely pummeled in that one. And it, I tell you, man, it is hard to ever discount the Kansas City Chiefs. You can't, but I will say this about them. And, and again, they got aided by those conditions the other night because let's be real, they were not good in the red zone, and that's been a problem for them really all season. And if they were playing a game where normal conditions where the opponent can actually put drives together and maybe march down the field and score points, it could have came back to bite them. But, Dave, how many times do they have to settle for field goals? Like, that could come back to haunt you in those type of games. Uh, it certainly could. And you'd have to expect they're going to go to Buffalo, and that, that'll be the game of the weekend next weekend. That would be great. Kansas City at Buffalo. Delightful game. Do the Dolphins 
hang up a banner next year on opening day that we scored 70 against the Broncos? I don't think so. Because that's I, their I, crowning achievement this year. Yeah, you know what? We talk about the Cowboys being a paper tiger. You have to feel very similarly with, with the Dolphins as well. I mean, they, that division was done. All they, I, all they had to do was win one of those final games, and they, they couldn't get it done. They completely gagged, and then they go into the worst scenario you've ever seen. Now, Rex said they did the same thing last year, which I guess they did, but at least they had injuries. Like, they had different injuries this year, but at least the quarterback was out last year, and at least they competed. Remember that? They competed in that playoff game in Buffalo. Skyler Thompson went up there and, 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 and had them in the game, 100%. But 4-10 and 10 in December and January, the last two years, that's tough to dig out it's, from. It's brutal to deal with, and I get it, and, and I'm sure a lot of Jets fans are really enjoying the fact that they completely fell apart, but look at the injuries the Dolphins team had. It's 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 really it's remarkable. That, but but I, look, conditions aside, and I know that I've talked about tackling and all those other things. Those guys on Miami wanted no part, no part. of contact. None. I mean, no Dave, part. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Uh, by the way, you know what time it is? Of course I do. Yeah, legal ID time. You're listening to DNR ninety eight seven ESPN WEPN FM in New York. Is it fair to say that there are different rules for roughing the passer with different quarterbacks, uh, and not uh, yep. not even like? Great quarterbacks and subpar quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford and Patrick Mahomes have completely different roughing the passer penalties. Yeah, I think you'd be spot on with that one. Shocker, right? Christian Christian Wilkins was like a love tap to Patrick Mahomes and that drew 15 yards. I that was a huge play. Huge. I mean, they had to kick a field goal. Now but that also didn't won. decide. The, like, some, like, that's what cracks me up. Like, some of the Dolphin fans I see, like, they think that the referees had it out for them in that game and that decided the game. Stop. Your team wanted no part of the conditions. No part of it. That's why you lost. 100%. By the way, Mahomes gets uh, – he actually lowered the head. The helmet cracks open. Pieces are flying around the field. They don't even check him for a concussion? Well, I, I think the uh, that guy's eyes were frozen. The spotter, he couldn't see. Oh, that is that is brutal. But Kansas City, in as workmanlike a performance as you could have had, do you enjoy the Taylor Swift stuff or are you turned off by it? I like the video and I like the jokes that Pete, like, did you see that shot of her, like, looking out of the box and, like, the windows were all iced and fogged? And, and then people were like, this looks like a Hallmark movie where the yep. girl from the big city is, like, snowed in town and she can't get out, you know, and she rediscovers love with a, a long lost friend or something like that. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority. I, I thought it was fun. I, and especially the, the worst the game was, it was a bad football game when they, you know, show her. I thought it was entertaining and she's dancing and. Having fun in the box with the with the Kelsey mom. I don't know. I thought it was cute. Yeah, I, I don't get worked up with that stuff. I'm there to watch a football game. What whoever else wants to be there, watch. I don't care. And by the way, did you see that the game? Remember, because it was a, a a peacock vehicle, right? Twenty three million streams, which they said is the most streamed event in like U.S. history or something like that. I did see that. Now let's just factor this in as well. The streams are also constituted of the local Miami and Kansas City markets. Which is on linear TV. Exactly. So I don't know how many watched it that way. Well, what else could be a lot. What else could be streamed? Like, I mean, you said, like, you know, you brought up U.S. history before. What else could be in the streaming age? What else would constitute something like 25 million streams to top that? that? That's that's not like people are streaming it over weeks. That's just a one shot stream, right? Right. Three and a half hours. Yeah, no, I I mean, a, a football game. That's it. I'm trying to think of any, like, you know, well, imagine back, well, no, they would probably have that on TV, too. But if it was, like, a monumental, like, court here, like, remember when the O.J. verdict was read? Like, if that, that was streamed right, only, right. that would have been, like, But A, we haven't million. had a moment like that, and B, it wasn't streamed. Yeah. So, yeah. That's I mean, listen, question. it's still big. I mean, to, to get, anytime Taylor Swift is involved, it's just going to add eyeballs to any event. 
They were smart about that. You know, and that's one of the reasons why they decided that would be the game that was going to be on the Peacock. Because they think the Taylor Swift fans would go ahead and subscribe. And by the way, everybody, for those that are listening right now, don't forget to cancel your subscription. Those that signed up for the $5.99 for the first month, don't forget to cancel. How do cancel. I do that? What do, what do I do with that? Oh, I now? don't know. I don't know how to cancel. <laughs> You're not very helpful. Well, no, because we had it anyways. Then all of a sudden I'm going to have Peacock all over the place. And I didn't sign up for it, so I just it, it is what it is. But no, d- guys, don't forget. If you signed up just to watch this one game, don't forget to cancel or else Is there any reason you. I need Peacock moving forward? Do you like the show The Office? I've they- never seen it. What? Yeah. Oh, my. If, you're, <laughs> if you're into wrestling, you can use the peacock. No, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a child. I'm not into wrestling. Not, but you, you, like, you like comedy. You like to laugh, it, right? It, it's one of these it makes no sense kind of things, yes. Watch The Office. Uh, so the, is The Office only Yellowstone? on Peacock? You can, get, you can see yeah. Yellowstone. But well, you can see Yellowstone other places, no? No, that's on Paramount, isn't it? Because that's a CBS vehicle. Yeah, I don't know. No, but every episode of the the only place where you can stream every episode of the Office is on Peacock exclusively. It used to Uh, be on Netflix. It's a nice show, right? Little Law and Order. It's fantastic. Because it was, I actually binged it during the pandemic when it was on Netflix. But then they took it off Netflix to add fuel to Peacock because that was one of like the big draws to sign up. How heavy is Peacock going to be into um, into college basketball? Oh, they have games. Thank, thank God only the, the, both Rutgers games have come and gone that they put on the Peacock, so I don't thank, have to worry thank about Thank God. We've talked a lot about the Packers and the Cowboys. We'll get back to that one as well. Haven't spent a ton of time on really the only competitive game of the weekend. That's the Lions and the Rams. Y- y- you watched the first couple of drives. You thought the Lions were going to put up 48, 50 points. Rams defense under Raheem Morris actually made adjustments, got better. Good game. In the end, Lions just got it done. Yeah, it was the best game of the weekend, and good for those Lions fans. Like, seriously, like, no, no, no kidding aside, like, they've been a beaten down group. I mean, they were the laughing stock for a while. And back when I was doing, like, national radio and stuff, Dave, like, I, I, I talked to a lot of Lions fans, and they had no shot. They had no hope. I mean, think of it, like, people don't realize, in the Super Bowl era, that was only their second playoff victory. And this is the 58th Super Bowl coming up next month. And they've won now two playoff games. So you could talk about this team being bad, that team being bad. Two playoff wins. And you have to love their chances to win another one. You have to. How could you not? Right? They're, they're going to be home and either against Tampa Bay, who's at best, I think, mediocre, and Philadelphia, who looks like they want no part of anything right now. Lions will be favored and against either one, right? No doubt. And, and I think more than field goal favorites. Like, they'll, they'll be a bigger favorite in the next game than they were in this game, I think. Were you surprised, because I was, were you surprised at the hostile welcome that Matthew Stafford got? A little bit, but you know what? These people are in such an uncharted territory. What, what are they supposed to do, right? You're, you're all pro for your team, and you have to pull for them, and Stafford in that moment was the enemy, and I don't love it, but I do kind of understand it. I mean, they treated him like he was Jerry Krause's widow. So, I don't know. You want to hear from Matthew Stafford? That one totally went right over his head. No reaction at all to the Jerry Krause thing? Uh, we, RJ, you want to tell him why? To be fair, I was... I, I was doing some some. No, I didn't want. I didn't want like a twenty minute dissertation <laughs> no, on it. I'll tell you like, what. You know what? I'll tell you why. He never heard it. I didn't hear it. Never heard it. Because RJ got my ear and said something, so I couldn't hear what you said. I'm hot. We should get if to that. Tried, point. If you had again. said it, what would you have said, Dave? Well, what? what, what do you, let, let's go back and repeat this again. RJ, don't interrupt what he's saying. So go ahead with your Jerry Krause point. I said, geez, you would have thought that he was Jerry Krause's widow the way they treated him. It's a good line. It's a winning line. 
The Chicago Bulls fans should be embarrassed. Of a themselves. winning line. It's a winning line. It's a good line. I like that line. I think it's a win for you. Embarrassed. This is a team that won six championships. The man is no longer with us. His widow is there to watch a, a you know a love affair with that team, and that's what you're doing. Shame on you. Hey. <laughs> It was one of the most embarrassing things I've seen in a long time. But really. let's tell it like it is, Dave. You blame one guy for that reaction. You blame Michael Jordan in the last dance because it painted Jerry Krause like he was uh, Osama bin Laden and Saddam Hussein combined. Yeah, it didn't paint right? him well. Well, and, and you, how about Jordan? Jordan didn't have to leave. Jordan, and how about this? And Jordan and Pippen don't go. They induct like the whole team into the Ring of Honor. Jordan and Pippen don't even show up. Phil even showed up. Rod, Rodman didn't show up either. Terrible. He probably didn't know when, it, when or where it he was. He was in Vegas. Uh, what a surprise. Um, what was I say? Oh, Matthew Stafford. He, here is Matthew Stafford reacting to getting booed in his former home. It was a playoff game. You know, I'm not, I'm not surprised that uh, they were excited about cheering for their team. And uh, I'm not too worried about, you know, anybody's uh, personal feelings towards me that was sitting in the stand. Good for him. He, he gets it. And by the way, this guy's a Hall of Famer. He is a sensational, yeah. sensational quarterback. It's funny, there was a couple of years ago, like, you know, when we do these before the season starts, we do our rankings. Everybody does the rankings of the quarterbacks in the I NFL. I love the rankings, yeah. Love them. We all do. And they change it. I remember, like, a couple of years ago after that Super Bowl, like, you, I, I think I might have had him, like, fifth or something like that. Fifth or sixth in the NFL. And you're like, you know what? Maybe not all that crazy. It's not crazy. And listen, not to beat a dead horse, but if I would have asked you six weeks ago, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford or Dak Prescott, you would have taken Dak Prescott probably not even all that close. Yes. And now it, it looks, I mean, he is so tough and such a warrior and such a winner and took a beating and his hand and his head and his ribs. And I remember earlier in the year, he hurt his thumb. They thought he might be out for the entirety of the season. He is a great football player. Great football player. He took a, sh- I mean, that one where it was like a one-two combo and, and he got absolutely, like his head just slammed off the turf and they showed his eyes. He was like, staring into space. And that's a late hit. And that's a late hit, and he comes off the field like holding his midsection. I'm like, really? That's what hurts the most? Not your head? And and by the way, Sean McVay is a real good coach, and Puka Nakua is like a a burgeoning superstar in this league. Fifth round pick, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all, my friend. And by the way, did you have any problem? Because in hindsight being 2020, they never got the football back again. What was it? Four minutes and change left in the game. He decides to punt the football away with one timeout plus the two-minute warning. Did you have any problem with that? I I didn't. I didn't because their defense was getting the best of Detroit. Right. Detroit had three points in the second half. Right. Now, I thought it was interesting that – and Campbell always makes moves that you're like, oh. I thought the, the, the taking the penalty was an interesting move. Well, remember, indoors, the ball was at the 36-yard line. So it would have been, been a 54-yard yard field goal. Right. That's very makeable. Very makeable. But, he, st- he stinks, but yes, very right. makeable. But they almost they were this far from, A, picking up the first down, or B, a penalty being called on that. I throw. thought the same thing, too, but then you're like, what, Brett Maher, their kicking situation has been a disaster all season long. Who knows if that would have even been a gimme for him? I, I got to tell you, I love the Lions fan, like, like openly weeping yeah. after their team gets that victory. Well, that's what I mean. That's what it'd be like if, you know, God forbid, if the Jets ever won a Super Bowl, it would be the same exact thing. Do you or even you, got you to think a Super you'd cry? Bowl. What's that? Do you think you would cry? There'd probably be some moisture. Yeah. 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 All right. Maybe uh, even just getting there. Forget about winning the game. I'll take just getting there. How about what you think getting to the playoffs would get you to cry? No, I've been been there, done that. 
So unless it's a it's a new experience, you're not going to cry. Absolutely. There's something. There was always. I always like, like. There was always this like thing with just getting to the game, because you have that two week buffer where like the whole world's eyes are fixed on your team. You know what I mean? Like you are oh, at center stage. I know you do. You you many times over. Five five times I've lived five. in that luxury. By the way, what was your thoughts going into that one against the Ravens that you lost? I was so off base, it was wild. I thought the Giants were going to win the game. Because of the, how they played in the NFC Championship Well, I mean, they, they mauled Minnesota yeah. 41-0. There was a mauling, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think Baltimore, I mean, I, I still don't think their offense was all that great. I thought the Giants would figure out a way to win that game. I was actually surprised the Giants were underdog in that game. But, they, oh, did they get destroyed. Oof. They could have played that game 50 times. The Giants would have lost every single time. You had one glimmer with the Ron Dixon kick Well, no, they had, two, they had two. They had the Keith Hamilton interception for a touchdown that was overturned on a holding which was garbage, and then they had the Ron Dixon who returned the kickoff for a touchdown, and on the ensuing kickoff, Jermaine, Jermaine Lewis, Lewis did the exact same thing. Yeah, and that no, was it. Just, there was just, your glimmer. Just pummeled. Uh, and there you have it, Dan. I enjoyed it greatly. That's Around the League, driven by Ramsey Mazda. It's the experience of driving a new Mazda and buying a new Mazda from Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Can I tell I, you something? Yeah, absolutely. That was a great Around the League. I enjoyed it. From Monday, four playoff games, and and think about this. Okay, we like we're having more fun. Today. We got two more today. Well, today is like a weekend, isn't it? Oh, I mean, you is, got you got oh. sports. All, I mean, I'm sitting here. We're watching the Australian Open right now, oh. right? And by the way, it is eight. It's 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 twelve thirteen a.m. on Tuesday in Australia right now. So we're they've watching started this. their Tuesday now. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Start. Remember, the tournament started a day early this year. Yeah, which people were very unhappy about. They made the first round three days as opposed to two to drag it out. Well, so they can get an extra day of uh, contest fees, Absolutely. Right? Yeah, people have to pay. Uh, I'd love to go to the Australian Open. Can, me too. I don't know if I could do the flight, though. And, and it's good to see the ESPN talent, by the way, on the ground in Australia for the first time since the pandemic, which is great. They've been doing it remotely for the last few years. Can I just say this? And I don't know how much you've been able to consume. I watched a, li- a, a little bit, decent amount so far. Have you watched or heard Nick Kyrgios do a match yet? No. He's, I didn't even know he was doing that. Nick, well, okay, well, there you go. So Nick Kyrgios was hired by ESPN to do commentary for the Australian Open because he's nursing a wrist injury. He's not playing. Can I tell you something? He's good? Very. Really? V- l- way more analytical, strategic. The than X's, his gameplay? <laughs> he's, let me, but he doesn't play like that on the court. Like, he's very loosey-goosey out there. Dude, he sounds like he's a professional coach. Like, he's been coaching for 20 years. It was, I was like, is this the same guy? He's very good. Last night, before I went to bed, they had him and John McEnroe uh-huh. as the two people in the booth. And McEnroe's not really a play-by-play guy. He's, like, more the analyst. So they had, like, two analysts. It was fantastic. Really? Freaking Fantastic. I'm going to have to tune into this. I look forward to this, and thank you for the heads up. There you go. That's what I'm here for. All right, so you know what time it is now. Mm-hmm. It's a fast-moving hour. Very fast-moving. You know what time it is now? Uh, <laughs> now do you know? I think it's a frenzy. Oh, it's a frenzy. Oh, 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 it's a frenzy. Raymond? It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. All right, football frenzy's here. You go anywhere you want. 1-800-919-3776. Time for the football frenzy brought, brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. Raymond could deal with some of that pain management, I think, this morning. <laughs> Don't you think? Oh, 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 oh. 
Hello, Samuel Health. Can I help you? Oh, yes, yeah, I'm, a ca- I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Mr. Santiago, come on in. <laughs> We've got Bay 4 just waiting for you. You have a, you have a 1230 uh, spot on the couch for me? I got to get can, in can after help the show out? before the Knicks. Can, can they help out if you feel dead inside? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's exclusively what they do this morning. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So 1-800-919-3776 on the Twitter at Rothenberg ESPN. You know how it works. I mean, you're, you're an old savvy veteran at this by this point. I'm, I'm frenzy uh, exposed at this point. You have your frenzy card. So, no uh, big fan of the show. Love it, Dan. You're a great feel. Dan, you're terrible. Raymond, I hate you. None of that. None of that. With the frenzy, you get right into it. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go. Bobby Saratoga. Bobby, frenzy, go. Where do you think the four coaches, meaning Belichick, Harbaugh, Carroll, and Brable, will go? Where would be your highest spot for them oh, to go? Oh, God. Carroll's not getting a job. I don't you think, don't he's think getting, so? No, I think he's done. You think he'll never coach again? What team is hiring somebody it's 72 years old? Mis- oh, it's got Belichick's going to get a job. A D- little different. little different. Uh, I, think he, I think it's a shame. I think he's a very good coach. But is, here, here's the thing about Pete Carroll. Like, is Pete Carroll somebody that's going to help sell tickets someplace? I, I don't know necessarily. Well, you know what sells tickets? though? winning sells tickets. I understand that. But it's like, you know, he had his thing going on up there. He was tucked away in the Great North. I just don't think he's getting another job. I think that's a shame. I don't disagree with you. I think it's wrong. All right. So, so let's let's take it okay. now. In this, where do you think Vrabel goes? Washington. That would make me unhappy. Actually, no. Let me take that back. Uh... Atlanta? Yes. So he goes to Atlanta. Harbaugh goes to the Chargers. Right? Correct. Belichick goes to the Cowboys. Correct. And the Rex says no way, but we, we agree with that. Yeah, I mean, what was that now? Almost a half an hour ago we had Rex on? I'm still like, there's there's still some shaking that's going on from like, his like opinion he, on that. But he didn't just say it. He tripled down like, on he, it. Like, he, he was defiant in his take. Yeah. He threw the four wins out there and everything. Oh, he 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 has an issue with Belichick, though. You think? Yeah, well, I know. He you thinks, think? He thinks it's Brady. He thinks. It, and listen, you can say that it's more Brady than Belichick, but you can't discount Belichick and the greatness that he brings. Outside, how about this? Outside of the Cowboys, which apart from Rex, we believe another coach getting fired from the playoffs. I think if Sirianni loses tonight, there's a, a decent chance he gets fired, and then the. And this is the last thing you want if you're a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. If Pittsburgh somehow wins that game, could you not see McDaniels and Belichick winding up in Buffalo? Well, how, speaking of Pittsburgh, by the way, did you see like Tomlin, like the way he answered or addressed the oh, question about talk his, about him walking away now, huh? Like he's what he's going to talk it over with his family. Right, like but he, that's that's his own decision. That's not not being forced. No, I understand that, but I'm just saying, like this is a guy who will be then potentially on the market. If if no if Mike well I can't imagine that Mike Tomlin is going to leave there and coach somewhere else though this offseason. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know what his contract status is. Maybe they're lowballing him. Maybe they've had negotiations. That's a guy that teams would pay a, an incredible it, sum for. This in my mind mm-hmm. is already far and away. Once Harbaugh comes in, the greatest free agent class in the history of coaches. If Mike Tomlin is available, oh my gosh. I mean, this is unbelievable. And then we're just going to have to keep recycling the conversation again. It's like, boy, the coach is here in New York. You still want to run it back with these guys? Yeah, you, you got to. Because what, what else would you do? I know. W- Wes and East Hanover. Wes, you're on the frenzy. Go ahead. What should the Dolphins do with Tua long term? 
I don't. I, I wouldn't even think about long term right He's now. He's playing his fifth year next year, yep. Wes. That's it. I'd pick up his fifth year, and then I would wait and see how it goes. You want some Tua numbers, by the way? Uh, on the game or on the year on just, the what? Just Tua, period. Yeah, sure. When the temperature's below 50 degrees, not below 5 degrees, 50. Okay, that's that's fairly reasonable, right? Oh, fi- 50 is almost... That's balmy. Yeah, right. 1 in 7. Yeah, it's a problem. 1 in 7. Not good, Bob. Oh, boy, I just got a real nasty email. Uh-oh. How can you multitask? You're reading emails. I'm very capable, and, and some, sometimes, other times, not, not as much. He lives for the email. This comes from uh, Akil Vishnu Bodia. Tell that arrogant, pathetic Cowboys fan Santiago Carpe Omnia sees everything. Ray deserves all the hate he gets for being a nasty, smug, bleeping Cowboys fan. Wow. Ask him if this is the most complete Cowboys team now. Oh, I mean, they were the most uh, in, in the past. Uh, Carpe Omnia! 37. I mean, so. That's we're speaking Latin this morning. Well, because that was that was uh, that was, that was, that was McCarthy's uh, phrase this year. Yeah, carpe omnia. sees everything. That was his mantra. Not, this not season. carpe diem. No. By the way, Dave, you know what we talked about with Ray before the show, and I, and I wanted to bring this up. So yesterday happened, right? Mm-hmm. He said that to him was way more painful than when you guys beat him in 07. Carpe omnia sees no everything. No way. See, I would think the same thing, but no Ray, way. what was your explanation? Why no, yesterday over 07? The, 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 the word painful wasn't used. What uh, I said that this was the worst performance that they that they'd given of of all of all the playoff disasters, and there have been many. Oh, this was the worst performance. This was, this Let, was let's easily circle the worst back to, one. Let's circle back to this because we we're in the frenzy and we're really right. slowballing this thing. Colby Asbury Park, Colby frenzy go. Cuddle Mary trash, Belichick landing spot, Atlanta Falcons, Dallas Cowboys, or Los Angeles Chargers. I'll trash the Chargers. I'll cuddle the did he, was the Falcons in yeah. there? Yeah. Yep. I'll cuddle the Falcons. I'll marry the Cowboys. Well, did you see Gronk was on that yesterday? He's like, I'm hearing a lot of stuff that the Falcons are going heavy after Belichick. Like he knows anything. Come on. Oh. You're, you're not a fan of Gronk, are you? Well, like, why does he have to be there? <laughs> they like, like him. Like, he's like, like an, and the not young for not, like the same thing show. too. Like he, with he's compelling apparently. Well, so so, so CBS had had. Gap in programming yesterday because they were supposed to have the Bills Steelers game Sunday. And they, they put what? They put like a Bills. No, they put last year's AFC Championship Chiefs game Bengals on. on right. Chiefs Bengals. But they still did like a one hour NFL today and they added another seat up there. They had Matt Ryan up there. So there was like seven people on the desk. I'm like, why do we need these many voices? A lot of people have a lot to say. Jared oh. in Morganville. Jared, you're on the frenzy. What has to happen for the Steelers to win tonight? They have to outscore the Bills. I think the worse the weather, the better. I think you got to try to get pressure on Josh Allen. I mean, not having Watt is such a huge loss. One in ten without him. Uh, control the clock. Run the football somewhat effectively. The nice thing with Pittsburgh is you know the weather's not going to affect them. They're not going to be like the Dolphins in that game. The other thing with the Steelers, too, which I think is a big advantage for them tonight, they have the perfect quarterback for these conditions. They have Rudolph. No, that's cute. That's well done. You like that? Yeah. It's Wait, by the way, I'm checking the weather. Play. Do you want weather for this game? It's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be bad tonight. Orchard Park. What is it, 4 o'clock game? 4.30. There's no snow. It just says cloudy. Oh, I saw like 40-50% chance of snow. No, only a winter weather advisory. Well, what, what do you think the advisory is for? Standby. Well, I, but I did look Buffalo. No, I, I, had on the wrong, Buffalo? I had it on the wrong town. We got a winter storm watch. Standby. Oh, there's a, see? There's a winter storm watch. No, most, mostly cloudy, cloudy, mostly cloudy, mostly cloudy. Yeah, I got cloudy snow. Up, yeah, but okay. Uh, Orchard four, Park is where you got to look. That's where the game is. I'm looking at Orchard Park. I got 17 degrees at kickoff, 
uh, 14 by 8 o'clock. So it's going to be chilly. With a, with a wind out of the west at 20 to 30 miles an hour. What was the coldest game you ever went to as a fan and sat in? I've been to a lot of cold games. Uh, you know what was miserable for me? And I don't know if it was because I was so upset or because mm. it was that cold. That, Like we mentioned it before, that 88 Giants-Jets game, for some reason, was freezing for me. Yeah, it wasn't for me. I remember w- that was wa- nice. Walking back in the parking lot, my dad and I walked to the car and said nothing to each other. Not a, not a word the entire way home. To the car, in the car, getting out of that stupid parking lot all the way home. Not a word. Not a word. For me, the coldest one, hands down, is the, the final game ever at, at Giants Stadium, the Jets-Bengals, that Sunday night game, 2009. Frigid. Jets won that game, right? Oh, it was it was a laugher. It was over on the first drive of the game when and Brad then they beat Smith, them the next week again. And right? then they beat him the next yeah. week again. Yeah. Mike in the truck. Mike, you're on the frenzy. Go. Does Sterling Shepard retiring end the boat pick curse? Manny, how about them Cowboys? Woo. Uh, I, I hope so. Uh, Is that all it takes? What for one of the just well, Sterling Shepard to retire? To end the boat. Curse. That was yeah. brutal. Oh God, was that? And the thing is, we would talk to Victor Cruz about that. Like we had him on a, as, as a weekly, and every yeah. time we'd mention, it, he'd be like, "I don't think that had any impact on anything." We're like, just come on, man. Did you see that the, Odell did some podcast, and he said that he was like this close to being a Jet this year. Can you I imagine did. him on that team with everything that went wrong this year? It would have gone sideways. Oh, no, nah, they would probably have to trade him away. Oh, uh, probably so. Yeah. He wouldn't want it any any part of that. No. Uh, I think I have it. There you have it. That's a good frenzy. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.